The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Drivers, start your in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions but since i'm on probation i suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well if you could talk about racing things we could talk about racing now here are your hosts rod via gomez and cody zeeb congratulations if you are watching this it means you have made it to the end of a very long week of racing so far and we're not even to the racing part of it yet we have it is race day though rod it is race day if you're listening to this obviously on friday it is race day trucks are gonna take the track on friday and get the weekend started i for one I'm so grateful that we have reached this and that we will be able to watch a truck race and see this all come to fruition because, man, we have teased this for an entire week and I just want to watch the race, man. <laughs> I know. Yes. All of the, the content creating part of it was so much fun. We've been talking about it all week. That's the fun thing about this year. Like last year, we started the season out just one show a week. And so like, we only had, you know, roughly an hour or so, and we're squeezing it all in. And, and now we have the whole week to talk about it and lead up to it and all the different races. We've talked about five different races this week. We've got bets placed on all of them. Stay tuned tonight because I have a bet that covers all five of them. Uh, and it's just, it's been so much fun. I've loved every second of it. Now it's time to go racing. We'll talk some DFS, throw out bonus bets, cover the Hamlin Mania bracket. And then it's race time, Rod. And uh, yeah, it's uh, time to go make some money. Time to watch some great racing. Going to be a fun weekend. I am pumped up. Oh, yeah. By the way, it's the NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez. And yes, this is, of course, the DFS episode. I buried the lead because, I mean, again, we've, we've very much covered so much racing. No, you, you didn't bury the lead. The lead was, it's race day. We made it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, between Cody, I mean, Cody's been busy this week. He went on the, the Dale uh, Turnhart show. Uh, I was on the back road. You were actually on the uh, truck episode of the, the betting. Xfinity episode for, mm-hmm. yep, for the betting preview show. Yep. So we have been a loaded week. The, the go check out the back road. There's an hour and 45 minutes of me, of yes. Derek Yoder and Seth and Elliot all chopping it up for all the races. It's just, man, I got to tell I you. I a couple bits and pieces while you guys were, were live on that. I was checking in and, and trying to listen to as much as I could, but I need to go back and listen to the whole thing. But that's, uh, that's four great dudes right there chopping it up. And uh, I'm excited to, to get back and listen to the whole thing. Yeah, it was a blast. Definitely a lot of race talk, and I just it it's that's when you get with three 
other fantastic minds. Well, okay, three fantastic minds and then me. Uh, don't, don't discount yourself, Rod. That's four. That's the way I work, and you know this. Uh, but, you know, it, it's just it's so much fun to, to listen to their uh, opinions. And, I mean, Cody and I, we, we've spent so much time together, uh, together over the last couple of seasons. You know, come on, we kind of know what each other is going to say. Like, I never know. Our minds have become one almost. Almost, almost. But, like, you know, you get in with the uh, three other different people that you don't really talk to all the time. And, uh, and it definitely is fun to, to do so. Uh, all right. But again, this is the DFS episode for the Coca-Cola 600. Uh, of course, it is the longest race of the season. It is 400 laps around this mile and a half paved track. Tell me that laps led on this track is not going to be important because you're going to need to get some laps in this, especially with 400 laps to go uh, in this race. Chaos ensued last year, but uh, it may ensue this year, Cody. We, we didn't really hit on it a lot. We talked about it a bit, but weather is threatening to be a factor uh, this weekend for sure. Yeah, it's uh, it's looking like it could be a, a major factor. Uh, they've already moved the Xfinity Series race start time up an hour. Um, there is lights at Charlotte, so that is a good thing. They're going to do what they can to get these in. Uh, the Xfinity race Saturday has been moved up to a 12-19 Eastern time green flag. Um, cup qualifying is still set for 7 p.m. Eastern time. I think we might be using the metric for that, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully, we can get these races in. Hopefully, we can get full races in. It would be disappointing if the Coke 600 turns into the Coke 300. Uh, that that would be sad, but uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll get it in. Hopefully, we'll get it in on Sunday. At least it's a holiday Monday, so maybe a lot of people don't have to work uh, and they'd be able to see the race. Uh, if they have to do it or do part of it that day, we'll see. But uh, hopefully, the weather can can hold off. And uh, I no rain, no no wet weather package on this racetrack. Unfortunately, a little too big. I know there might be some rain in uh, uh, in Monaco, which uh, is fine because they can they can race there just fine. But uh, if it could hold off in Charlotte for a bit, that would be great. Yeah, I definitely don't want to see this shortened at the very least or, or move to Mondays a little bit more okay with it. But at the same time, I'd, I'd rather just watch it on Sunday and complete yeah. the, the amazing day that would be Sunday. And listen, for all that it's worth, I mean, that, that Xfinity race, that's perfect for me. That's 9 in the morning. That means by noon, I'm good for the rest of the day. I got all the rest of the day to, to have some fun after my nine o'clock in the morning uh race it's almost like waking up yeah, to an that's, f1 race man that's waking up with xfinity that's that's pretty nice i, I don't mind that at all uh and i saw so looking at the weather here friday looks clear so we should get the truck race in no problem saturday it's a 90 percent chance of rain near an inch local locally heavier rainfall possible a hundred percent chance overnight near an inch again and then sunday 80% chance rainfall near a quarter of an inch. Uh, chance of rain Sunday night is 70%. Monday, there's a 50% chance. So, yeah, it might be uh, might be racing this this race in, in bits and pieces wherever they can squeeze some laps in. Mother Nature does not want to watch one of the greatest spectacles in all of NASCAR. Uh, but we'll, we'll hopefully pursue or in... Yeah, we'll hopefully push through. Let's just put it that way. Uh, all right, got to step away for a quick break. Come back. We'll start talking about some more news. Update you on your Danny Hamlin bracket challenge. And uh, then, of course, we'll get to the DFS episode as we normally do. 
But first, let's tell you about Edge Boost. Have you signed up for Edge Boost yet? If not, you're missing out. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Similar to buy now, pay later programs, Edge Boosts enables you to double your bet with no interest and pay back the advance over four equal weekly installments. That's right, 0% interest. Simply def- deposit funds into your account and Edge Boost will match the deposit so you can use twice the funds on any legal sports betting site. Edge is currently offering up to $2,500 in advances. That's up to $2,500 so you can add it to your bankroll. Go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. Must be 21 years or older to use. Only valid in legal gambling states. Problem gambling? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, Cody, uh, what do we want to get to first? You want to update Denny Hamlin bracket? You want to talk about a little more news? What's on the docket right now? I do have the uh, metric that they will use to qualify. Good call. It does have Josh Berry factored in, so they'll have to redo that part for Bowman um, because obviously last race is is weighed in and stuff, so Bowman would start farther back. William Byron, Kevin Harvick would be row one. Keselowski, Hamlin, row two. Bush, Elliott, row three. Wallace Blaney row four, Bell Stenhouse row five, Busher Larson, and then Burton Chastain would be your first couple of rows uh, on that. Uh, notable drivers that would be starting near the back: Austin Dillon would be starting way towards the back. He'd be about thirty. Fourth or so on this, it looks like. Um, so that's very notable. Michael McDowell would be a row ahead of him. Eric Jones would be starting back there. Corey LaJoy even be starting back there. Uh, Zane Smith is entered in the Cup Series race. I don't think we, I don't remember if we touched on that during the Cup episode. We did not. Um, but that would be notable for uh, for uh, DFS purposes. And then even in this, Josh Berry would be fairly far back about the sixth row up from the back so likely bowman would be even farther back because obviously no no uh, nothing from the previous race which i would assume they use the uh darlington as the metric score from this i don't think they take anything from the all-star race so just kind of some notable stuff to watch for if it is set via the metric uh of course if you're if you're in the discord we'll be sure to uh to share the lineup in there once it is determined. Uh, Bob Pockris, of course, will have that as he always does. Um, so yeah, other than that, I think we can get into the, uh, the Hamlin mania bracket. Let's do it. Um, I do have the leaderboard. David Legrand, current leader, Larry Fellins, uh, is second place. So shout out to those guys. Um, so we're down to the final four. It's this week at the Coke 600 wraps up next week at, uh, St. Louis at gateway. So we've got two matchups, Rod. That's it. We're down to the final four. Some some names you probably didn't expect to make it this far have made it. That's what that's what made this such a great idea. That's what makes this so much fun. Uh, so it's been great. On the left side of the bracket, we've got Ryan Blaney versus William Byron. What say you, Rod? I got to give this one to Byron. It's kind of a toss-up. It is a toss-up because Blaney on this track, I, I don't think he's going to be as awful as... I think he's been in the past, so like yeah, it the the thing that that gets me off of Blaney is that extra extra mileage, right? Because it seems like he's really great early on in races, and then he usually fades toward the end. Then you're tacking on that extra hundred or two hundred miles to a normal week. 
give me William Byron on that side. Yeah. On plus, the right side plus of the Byron, Plus Byron is in Hendrick equipment, yes. and we know that Hendrick equipment and, kicks ass on this track. So Yeah, and Blaney's in a Ford, which not that we're in full fate of Ford, but uh, it does scare you a little bit as far as their lack of speed on these tracks and stuff as well. Yeah. On the right side of the bracket, although we've had some Fords make it to the end here, uh, Denny Hamlin versus Brad Keselowski. Uh, another, I mean, I think I know which way we're both going to go on this, but not necessarily just an easy, oh, it shouldn't be easy. It's the semifinals, obviously, but uh, definitely not a, not a super easy round to pick either. No. And of course I'm going to take Hamlin because I have Hamlin winning the entire thing. So, I mean, I gotta, I gotta stick that, with the guy I got. <laughs> that would, uh, that would allow him to beat Keselowski, I think. Yes. But, yes. I, I do think that, that you got to go with Hamlin here on this side as well. So, uh, sorry to the Penske, former Penske boy, but uh, it looks like we might be on our way to a William Byron Denny Hamlin uh, final matchup. So, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, we'll update that again next week, and then we'll have our champion crowned, and we'll uh, pass out prizes after after Gateway. I love it, dude. Uh, I wish we could see the actual brackets of the people remaining. I, I don't I think we it's, can do that. We're, we're going to have to find... We'll find again, a better, yeah. We'll find short a notice... Uh, and you know this site, this site did it for now, but we will have to find a better way to uh, host it next year because I, def I definitely think we will be back. Also, wanted to shout out the uh, the triple podcast challenge that our friends over at the Quick Pit Pod are putting on. Um, again, go to our Twitter; you can find it there. You can go to their Twitter as well. Find it; it's uh, pinned. It's just a Google Doc. You go in, you end up putting your email, your Twitter handle, so they know how to get a hold of you, obviously. But then you're picking. Top three finishers from Monaco in the morning. Top three Indy 500 finishers. Top three Coke 600 finishers. You'll get points based on, I think they said, since it's 37 cup cars, you know, 37th place. If your guy finished 37th, you'd get a point, so on and so forth. Obviously, there's 33 Indy car guys, so it'd be 33 or one, whatever. 33rd would get one point and so forth. First, it gets 33 points and then 20 for F1 as well, so. Fill that out. Um, I think they've got a die cast involved, some stuff from their podcast. Uh, and then we've tossed in a uh, uh, $50 gift card for the merch store. So uh, you can get some NASCAR gambling podcast equipment. So shout out to those guys for putting that on. That's a lot of fun. Uh, and thanks to them for including us as well. Absolutely love it. That's uh, a lot of fun. Anytime you can get a chance to win a die cast, just like in ours, uh, you definitely are a good time. Uh, and then, so where are we, Cody? Where are we anywhere in the the mix at all for this, or are uh, we just so? So David at the top, he's got three hundred and thirty points. Larry right behind him, two hundred ninety points. Those guys have uh, run away, are, are by themselves alone in first and second. Uh, but again, it depends on who they have in the these final two rounds. Because if you don't have anybody moving forward here, you're fairly well screwed. Uh, I'm at one hundred and ninety points. You're at one hundred and seventy points. Damn. I do know that my final uh, two drivers were both eliminated. I had Kyle Busch and Kevin Harvick. I'm so still alive with uh, Denny Hamlin for sure. Yes. Yeah. You had Denny Hamlin and Christopher Bell, which Bell is out. Yeah. Um, so Denny Hamlin's your, your lone remaining guy. But if he can win both of these rounds, it's a lot of points for you. That could shoot you up there for sure. Um, I had Hamlin making it to this round, which was great, but I have him losing. So. Yeah, at this point, obviously, with, with Harvick and, and KFB, I'm dead in the water. So um, I think I will finish with 190 points. Let's go, Hamlin. <laughs> I, I'm ready for some Denny Hamlin to win out. Uh, yeah, th this round should be easy for Hamlin uh, to finish over Kalsowski. 
the Byron one may be a little bit tough. Uh, but if it's Blaney, if, if Byron runs into trouble, if it's, you know. We'll hey, see. and 600 miles, that's an extra 100 to 200 miles of, of something to go wrong. Maybe the weather shortens this race and, and strategy works out better for somebody. You never know. Oh, please not weather strike out this. I really want this race to go. Like we've been hyping it up all. This is exactly the kind of thing that pisses people off the most, right? You get all hyped up for this. You do all your research and then it goes and it rains and none of Especially it. Especially when everything lines up so perfectly. Like these races don't overlap at all. Like it, it's you turn on Monaco in the morning, then you flip over to the Indy 500 coverage, flip over to the NASCAR coverage, and they all just nice and, and synced up throughout the day. I, I honestly, I think that the three series respect each other and do it that way to make it a triple header day and put all the focus on motorsports all across the world. And if rain fucks it up, it's going to piss me off, but uh, we'll see. Hopefully it doesn't. Well, for F1, I mean, they're all the way across the world anyway, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. They'd, they'd start first whether or not it was yeah. a matter Yeah, of they'll be fine. I'm not worried about them. I, it's it's the Coke 600. That is the, the... I think Indy's weather looks fine, so hopefully uh, the Coke 600 will go off without a without an issue, but uh, we'll keep an eye on it for sure. We'll keep an eye on it for sure. All right, well, we will start giving out our DFS plays. Let's step away one more time. And tell you that the folks in Charlotte may not need them, but they should still wear them. And those are their Shady Rays. Because Shady Rays is teaming up with SGPN for Shady May. Not only do you get an amazing 50% off of offer, but you also have a chance to win $500. Shady Rays, have you covered from the sun to the slopes with premium polarized shades, customizable snow goggles, and so much more. Shady Rays have durable frames and extremely clear optics for all of your outdoor adventures. If you lose or break your pair, even day one, second one, minute one, doesn't matter. 100 years from now, they told us they're going to send you a brand new pair and they won't even ask you how it happened. They'll just give it to you and you can be back on your way. And if you don't love them, and I don't know why you wouldn't, exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days. No risk when you shop with Shady Rays. That team has always got your back. For our international listeners out there, Shady Rays, as you covered as well, was shipping to Canada, Australia, New Zealand, and of course, the United Kingdom. So go to ShadyRays.com. Use the code SGPN for 50% off of two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. And remember, May's almost over, so make sure to take that receipt to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash shady for your chance to win the $500 Shady May contest. All right, Cody, so we talked about it. It is, of course, the Coca-Cola 600. It will be 400 laps around this mile-and-a-half track, four stages Lots and lots of, of ways to get involved, of obviously, DFS being one of them. And we are going to give you, as we always do, our higher price drivers, our mid-tier drivers, and, of course, some value drivers to help you roll out your card or your, your lineup, anyways, for your contests. Uh, of course, you can try to fit all of the guys that we suggest into one lineup. You can mix, you can match, you can do whatever you want to do with it. Uh, obviously, these are just the picks that we like to uh, tell you and give you some advice on. It's not necessarily a full card in and of itself, like we said, but uh, definitely drivers to work with and piece together. Yeah, some guys to highlight, some guys to keep an eye on, guys to think about as you do build your lineup. Um, so yeah, again, 400 laps. That's a lot of laps led. It's a lot of fastest laps. You're going to need some guys that find their way to the front. I am going to start off with Chase Elliott. He is the sixth highest price guy in the field, $9,700. Um, he's been 
not great since he's come back, but he has been solid. He's had some really good weeks. Um, we won't talk about the all-star race last week because that's a different thing. But at Darlington, um, starts 21st, ends up finishing in third. Uh, Kansas, again, started 21st with a seventh-place finish. Um, so 59, 57 points. Some decent days. He had some fastest laps, had a few laps led. Not exactly what you want to see, but um, his history at this race and in this at this track has been pretty good. So last season, he led 86 laps, one stage one. He was looking very fast, very good. Ended up tagging the wall, did not meet the damage vehicle policy time, and ended up being put out. But the fact that he was up front, led 86 laps, one stage one, that was very impressive. Go back to 2021 here. He um, second place in stage one, second place in stage two, ends up second place on the day, led 22 laps on the day. You'd like to see him lead a little more, but found his way up front, had a nice solid finish. Those are both things that help a lot. 2020, he actually won this race, um, started in 19th, ended up finishing first, only led 28 laps, but uh, again, good enough to finish first. So good, strong, solid finishes here. Uh, you go back to 2019. Again, a fourth place finish for him there. 43 laps led that day. So he's continuing to find his way to finish to good finishing positions pretty much every year other than, uh, I mean, last, so last year had one of the best cars, arguably the best car early on. Uh, tagged the wall, of course, finishes 33rd. But other than that, all very good finishes back all the way until 2017, where uh, again he was caught up in an accident early on and and didn't finish well that day. But consistent finishes in this race, good finishes. We know he's in a Hendrick car. We know that car is fast. Going to have a lot of time to work on it. He's a smart driver. He's got a smart crew chief in Gustafson. They're going to make the right changes to this. They're going to keep that car up front and uh, and getting points for you. So I think the fact that he is a little bit cheaper. Not the sexiest of plays. Again, he's always going to get that that popular driver boost, right? Guys, people like to work him into their lineups. But with Larson, Byron, Hamlin, even Chastain, maybe Truex, all above him in price, those are some very very sexy options. Maybe Elliott gets picked over just a little bit. Um, so I think he's definitely a guy to highlight, a guy to keep an eye on. Um, he is at forty one point nine points per race this season. He's not raced every race because of the injury, but. He's been having um, some fairly solid solid finishes. I mean, if you go back and you look at his season, too, that's the thing. 38th in the Daytona 500, Super Speedway, whatever. Finished second at Auto Club. Then it was the injury. But since he's returned, 10th, 12th, 11th, 7th, 3rd, 5th, last, year, last week in the All-Star race. So it's all been good, solid finishes, good runs. He's not wrecking out. He's not having other problems. Um, and that's a big part of it. If, if you pick a guy that, that ends up going out early in this race that takes away all chances for fast laps. That takes away all chances for laps led. Um, and they don't necessarily have to be leading to get fastest laps either. You're going to have different cycles. You're going to have different pit strategies that can get guys like this out front. Um, and, and again, if you can, if you can find that guy that when they all settle in and they're just clicking off laps, that's leading a ton of laps. Uh, I think Elliot could be that type of guy that that's going to be very key uh, when it comes to building your DFS lineups for Sunday. I don't think the Hendrick angle can be undersold. I really don't. Obviously, we know that with Jimmy Johnson's success on this track, uh, Chase Elliott, like you said, has one on this track. It's just, it's been a very uh, Hendrick heavy 
uh, race all the way around. So I, I can't fault you on Chase. And again, lest we forget, I mean, he's only a couple of seasons removed from a championship himself. It's not as if he forgot how I to drive. Won the most races last season, right? He had five or six wins, uh, one more than anybody else did. Uh, and should have had probably eight wins if he didn't keep getting screwed over on road courses. So uh, it's he's not that far removed from all of that success. And it hasn't been the best since he's come back, but it's been good enough. Um, and I think it's going to continue to get better. Yeah, from a DFS standpoint, for sure. Uh, Elliot, Especially with the speed you've seen out of the five and the 24. Like We know that Hendrick shares all that stuff. It's not going to be forever that those two cards are our head and shoulders above a guy like Elliot with the talent that he has. Yeah, no, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, you listed out one of the sexier names before, and I think I'm going to roll with that sexy name, and that's Martin Truex Jr. on this track. He's $9,900, and listen, stop me if you've heard the name out of my mouth before on this show, but every week he's a solid DFS play because he leads the entire field in fantasy points per race with 44.3 fantasy points the next person underneath them is kyle larson at an even 44 but martin truex jr continues to deliver solid dfs days uh against his price so uh obviously you know you get a guy a 10 grand guy he's not going to give you like seven or eight times all the time what you paid for him but a good solid four or five times is what you're looking for and uh you know he's done that several times over he had 46 points uh, a couple of weeks ago uh, at the uh, the Goodyear 400, 65 uh, at the Am Better Health 400, 93 at the Worth 400, where he definitely ended up winning that race. So, you know, Truex has turned in some fantastic days this season as, as far as um, DFS is concerned. Like we said, won at Dover, ate the Kansas. Uh, didn't have a good day at Darlington, but, you know, again, he crashed out of that one, unfortunately. But he did lead 145 laps in that race as well. So it wasn't as if he was a total dud. Obviously, it was just bad luck on his part. This track, over the last couple of seasons, has not been good for him. 29th and 12th. But, of course, we did say that last season was not a good season for Martin Truex Jr. in general. Like, he just had so many distractions. His, his retirement season last he, year. He, he <laughs> was taking his retirement tour, right? But then, unfortunately, he decided he didn't want to do it, uh, which he never officially announced it, but whatever. Uh, but anyways, <laughs> He was retired for the show purposes. <laughs> he was retired for the show purposes, for sure. Um, but before that, I mean, even in the, in the 19 car when he took over, uh, his first run in the 19 car, he started 14th, won that race led 116 laps uh in charlotte in 2020 this was the the full coke 600 started eighth finished sixth led 87 laps in that one another good dfs day uh even in the shortened uh one around this track the second run of, of 2020 he started 15th finished ninth he didn't lead any laps in that one but we talk about laps led we talk about that being important and, and finding the guys that are gonna get to the front Martin Truex Jr. in his career has led 1,059 laps. That is the second most laps of all active drivers uh, as far as laps concerned. Kyle Busch is your leader at 1,486. I'm not going to suggest Kyle Busch this week. I just don't know what it is about him that has me. I mean, maybe it's the eight car. Maybe he's still not comfortable in it as we thought he looked. And we said it before. I mean, it's Kyle Busch has had wins. But he still doesn't necessarily make you the warm and fuzzies each and every week. It's just 
I don't want to I don't want to put that on you guys to give out Kyle Busch and have this be a bad week. But again, for Martin Truex Jr., this track in particular, he can lead laps. Uh, 233 of them in the 78 car back in 2017. 392. <laughs> that's the one. That's the one I wanted to point. 392 of 400 laps. Yep. Uh, in, in 2016. 2016. In that 78. Started from Man. the pole. One from the pole. That is a dot. He led almost 600 miles of that race. Insane. Yeah, you can't. Yeah, and and again, you know, it's different equipment. I get it. It's better equipment, actually, than that yeah. seventy-eight car. <laughs> so I, I trust Martin Truex Jr., especially this weekend, not just for betting purposes, but especially for a DFS purposes. Yeah, no, I mean, looking through his his track history here, you said it with the with the laps led and where he's at on the list, but I mean, just the fact that he has eighty-seven, one hundred and sixteen, ninety-one, two hundred and thirty-three, three hundred and ninety-two, one hundred and thirty-one, like in all these different races where he's led so many laps, that's the type of upside that you're looking for in a race like this. Um, and, and so, yeah, I probably Martin Truex Jr. was going to be my play. You beat me to the document. You stole it from me, so I had to go with Chase Elliott. But uh, I fully endorse the Truex play as far as, as far as DFS goes. We're a lot more trusting of him now to actually finish the race and get good finishes. And, and he has just shown the ability to lead tons of laps you saw it for points at Kansas not that long ago. He was out front leading. These JGR cars are fast. If you haven't listened to the Coke 600 picks show yet, go back and listen to that. But we ended up picking three of the four JGR cars to possibly win this race. So as much as we just talked up Hendrick, we talked, we've talked we talked up JGR even more going into this weekend, um, expecting a lot out of those Toyotas. So I do love the, the Truex play. Yeah, it's not, I mean, again, it's not, it won't be chalk chalk, but I'm pretty sure that it will be a popular play in a, a lot of uh, GPPs, at least a lot of cash games, because uh, it is a good solid floor at the very least with a very, very high ceiling uh, incorporated with it. So, And um, he's going to start fairly far back. He's going to be... One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, one, two, four. Oh, yeah, six, if the metric eight, rolls nine. out. Yeah. yeah, so he's going to be likely 18th-ish starting. So he's going to give you place differential upside, uh, which will be great. It's actually going to be great if he starts that far back. You're not going to get those laps led early, but if he's able to work his way up there and add some laps led into the place differential um, and then solid finishing position as well, like he's got a very, very high ceiling this weekend. Yep, even higher if he starts that far back, uh, indeed. Uh, all right, let's step away for a break, and when we come back, we will talk to you about some mid-tier drivers to help you fill out your DFS card for the Coca-Cola 600. But I want to thank each and every one of you right now who are watching this on YouTube for continuing to help us grow this YouTube channel from a baby infant channel to now one that hosts... Uh, a lot of you viewers out there and the, the number continues to grow so continue to help it grow feed this channel just like you would feed your infant to make it grow into a big bratty teenager and then an adult that at some point will leave you and you'll pine for it every day you'll let it go but you'll miss it and you'll want it brat whatever i don't know where i'm going with this just like subscribe comment do all the things to make this a big, strong NASCAR gambling podcast channel uh, because the bosses love to see it. 
We love to see it, and you guys love to see it each and every time uh, because we are trying to incorporate this video more and more. We'll get better at it next season, but, you know, give us some time. We'll get there. We're still growing like the big bratty kids that we are. Uh, hi, Grandma. Little, little grandma gets uh gets two episodes in a row call back to that look so i i go i come out of the studio right and uh I'm, I'm about to grab whatever out of the fridge and my wife goes why'd you say hi grandma uh <laughs> oh that's even better that's yeah. wonderful that's yeah. that's great it's 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 hilarious too because i was like well you see babe what happened was <laughs> That uh, is funny. I love it. <laughs> I was like, well, you you got to I got to tell you. You listen to the episode. That that'll explain everything to you. So <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> uh all right, Cody, why don't we give out some uh, mid-tier drivers here to help help save some salary. Yeah, mid-tier drivers uh honorary mention to Kevin Harvick, of course. Although he's really He's kind of on the, the precipice, right? He's at 9100 this week, so a little more appropriately priced for where he probably should be. But we talked about him on the betting show. Expect him to have a solid run. Expect him to have a fast car. Um, added a, a bet on him uh, in my article that's out on sportsgamblingpodcast.com. Go check that out. You're going to want to get down on that one as well, in addition to the ones we gave out on the show. So wanted to make sure we did the the honorary mention for the uh, the free square. I am going to go with a guy that we talk about a lot on the DFS show and for very good reason, Mr. Brad Keselowski himself. Um, again, this, this RFK program has improved so much. They continue to be steady, and the pricing is still there on him. He's only $8,000. He's right there in the middle, um, and he's a good, solid play most weeks for you. Go back to Darlington, 48.7 points, starts 10th, finishes 4th. Uh, Kansas a little rougher. He finished 19th that day. Um, but then you go back the week before at Dover, 39.4. But then you got a 57 in there. You got a 42. You got a 51. You got a 55, a 50, a 46.4. He's getting you good, solid points runs most weeks. And again, if this does go 600 miles like we're expecting it to, you want to lean in on the veteran guys, the guys who have been here before, the guys who have done it before. He won this race a few years ago. He's proven. He, I know that was in Penske equipment. I get it, but it's RFK is not as far off of Penske uh, as, as some of these other things with the way that Ford has struggled in ways. Um, and I think that that these RFK cars have not shown the the struggle as much as the Penske or as much as much as the SHR cars outside of Harvick, of course, on these mile and a half and these intermediate tracks. Um, and so I really like Brad this week. We talked about Busher as well. In the betting episode, he's another solid play uh, in this in this area as well. Um, but give me some Brad Keselowski, eight thousand uh, dollars for DFS salary. Love that Brad Keselowski is now picked up in the slack. Did you catch that? Yes. Was it yes, the JDK? Brad in there. There was even some. Uh, ho hopefully, Brad Keselowski can turn Daniel Suarez into toast or something. <laughs> I mean, they were just going all in on the uh, leaning into the bread angle. So I love it. Shout uh, out to Kings Hawaiian. They uh they've been a good sponsor for Brad and they got some those are some nice looking cars always I like I always like the orange paint schemes they they pop out so much bright colored so yeah I, I love that they gave him the the bread nickname and uh, it's been run with ever since I I think it's beautiful got it guy I I got a gush for a second on on the uh, 
the Discord community. I mean, this, it's been so much fun. I may not talk as much, but I, I see you. I, I read. I read. I just don't necessarily always get a chance to actually type out what I'm thinking. Uh, but you guys keep me entertained, and I absolutely cannot tell you guys enough how awesome it is to, to have you guys there. Just for me to be able to scroll sometimes and read what you guys are talking about. Yeah, it's a great group of people, and then we get during these races, and it's like, man, it's it's hard to keep up because they're going so fast, but love every second of it, and yeah, shout out to those guys for sure. Yeah, I mean, we had people dying with our, our beeping. Uh, I love <laughs> yes, too. I love that you went back and you ble actually bleeped it. Uh, I wasn't sure if you would or not. We recorded that, then I rushed off to softball. And uh, I get I get back in and I'm looking at the Discord and I'm and they're talking about it. I'm like, oh, did he actually do it? So uh, I love it. It's it's great. Damn right I did. Uh, <laughs> all right, I'll get to my mid price driver now. Enough gushing. Uh, Eighty four hundred dollars for one Ryan Blaney. It's not often we bring him up on this show. In fact, I don't know how many times we've actually brought him up on the DFS episode at all. But listen, he's having a pretty solid little season, 36.1 fantasy points per race for uh, Ryan Blaney. That puts him just outside of the top 10. It goes Truex, Larson, Byron, Chastain, Elliott, Hamlin, Harvick, Bowman, Reddick, Blaney. Oh, that's right there at the top 10. Uh, he's inside the top 10. Uh, my math is horrible especially at this point in in life but uh yeah 10th in in fantasy points per race which is not bad considering how much we don't necessarily talk about him uh overall this season for for Blaney it's so weird sometimes the standards that we have for these drivers because with Ryan Blaney obviously last season it was Blaney's corner all over the place and the little harp sounded every time uh that harp has since been retired for the meantime uh but I'm telling you right now, seven top 10 finishes in 13 races. That's just over 50% of the races that he's finished inside the top 10. He does have three top five finishes. It's not been a complete disaster for Blaney. Um, however, the only thing, the only knock on him is that his average start right now is 11.8. His average finish, 12.5. So it's not necessarily moving up in most of the races that he's in. Uh, but you look at his, his past here in, uh, in DFS purposes, 44 points, uh, at the all-star race, 46 points the week before that 21, uh, 54, 59, 65, right? I mean, he's only gotten you really bad finishes in two races, uh, so far. And that was a, uh, like an eighth place or eight point finish in, um, in the second race of the season in Fontana. And, and that was not a good day for him. And really, again, it's just, it's been sort of a, I don't know, it's an under-the-radar decent season for a guy that we expected more out of. But for DFS purposes, he's been able to get the job done. Uh, at Charlotte, he's got three top 10s in 12 starts. So not glaring, but I will say that in 2020, he did turn in two third-place finishes, both in the 600 and in the, uh, in the, the race that followed the 200. So... Bad finishes for him in the last couple of races, but I expect Blaney to rebound to at least give you a decent finish and return on his uh, on his eighty four hundred dollar price tag. Yeah, I really like this call out because it is it is crazy, right? We talk about him and and it's been so disappointing. It's been almost sixty races since he won last. Like, but you look at it; he's got all these solid finishes. He's just not quite getting over the peak. But when it comes to DFS, a guy that you can rely on to get you a good solid finish. He can run up front sometimes. He can get you some fastest laps. He can get you some laps led. Um, 
where is he going to be starting too? I should have. Uh, I should be looking at this every time. Because uh, the thing with Keselowski too, he might be starting on the second row. That if if they end up going with the metric, that kind of might push me away a little bit. Um, and with Blaney, he'll be starting one two on the fifth row. It looks like, which is is good enough uh, spot where he can get you a solid finish and. Um, he would be a good one to to play still. So yeah, I do like the call out on Blaney because it is it is crazy how sometimes um, it's like oh wow so disappointing. We kind of talked about that with Zane Smith on the the Truck Series show, right? It's like oh he's been having a rough season, and it's like well, he's got two wins. Is that is it really that bad of a season? All right, two wins and ten races or whatever, um, and a bunch of top fives too. But then those those bad finishes just stand out so glaringly. With Blaney, it's it's the winless streak, right? He hasn't won in so long, but he's still getting solid finishes. He's still leading a lot of laps. Uh, I think he won more stages than anyone else did last season. Again, no race wins, but that many was up front, um, and he still carried some of that over into this season. So I do like the call out on Blaney there. I do as well. Okay, well, we need to get to some low-priced drivers, the value drivers on the slate, but we need to step away one more time. When we come back, we will get those value drivers to you to help you finish out your lineups. Hey, everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues. And or you're a whiskey fan. Yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast fantasy football channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning. Give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab, market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week all that and more hop on over give us a listen come for the football stay for the whiskey this ad's almost done going once going twice sold well my uh, my grandma always taught me that uh, saving money was a prudent thing to do uh, and it is definitely something you should do in dfs and not only that but it helps you separate yourself from the major packs if you pick the right one and nobody else picks them so uh, hopefully we will do that for you and identify a couple of low price drivers to help you win your tournaments. Cody, where are we going? Well, uh, Ryan Blaney's corner might be retired, but Corey LaJoy is alive and well. <laughs> and welcome to Corey LaJoy's corner. Um, as the president of the Corey LaJoy fan club, I could not allow this race to happen without mentioning Corey LaJoy. Uh, I know he was a little slow last week at the all-star race. The short tracks have been a struggle, which is kind of amazing because in the past short tracks is where he kind of excelled more. And you know, the bigger tracks where they need more speed haven't been as good, but he's been very good on the bigger tracks where they have more speed. Now you put a very talented veteran driver at this point. He is a veteran driver. He's been around a long time. He's been making starts in the Cup Series for a long time. Um, and a guy that can last, right? He just needs to outlast some of these other guys, hit his marks, run his race. That's what he always does. Um, and he gets you some good, solid results. So you go back to uh, the last couple of races. I mean, really like a 24th place finish at, at Darlington. That's a solid enough day, especially when he starts 34th, gets you 30 points. That The main thing, you look through LaJoy's races, 16.5 is his lowest point scored in, in any race this season. That's he's, he's gotten you that floor every single race. 
and some races he's got you up to 71 points now that was a super speedway where you expect him to be pretty good um but he's consistently getting you points 29 29 the last couple of of races outside of the all-star race 45 29 a couple of 17s and that 16 in there but another 48 a 71 like he is scoring you points week in and week out go back to kansas uh led seven laps there if you remember they kind of did a, a little strategy kept him out at the end there should have gotten a better finish he was running about 13th all day ends up in 20th still a solid day um go back earlier on in the season auto club a nice 14th place finish there las vegas a nice 20th place finish again for the the price the salary that he costs um and where he is is generally starting this is not bad at all. He will be 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13. He'll be on the 13th row. So 25th, 26th place. Uh, that's good enough starting position to to go ahead and plug him in. And again, he's only 5,500. He's not gotten you less than 16.5 points. He still only costs you $5,500. How can you not? Like, my lineup will start at Corey LaJoy, and I will build up from there. Uh, it, I feel like it always does. I feel like at least one of them does every single week. And it doesn't, I mean, you may not always give them out on the pod, but like, I'm sure one of your lineups every single week starts with that seven car and then kind of fills out from there. So, uh, yeah, I mean, look, Corey LaJoy, just kind of a staple now in those low prices, uh, only because you only expect, I mean, look, if you get 25 points out of him, then you're already at like almost five times or more than, you know, just about five times what he's worth. If you get 30 points out of him, you're even golden. So uh, gotta love a good Corey LaJoy finish. All right, I'm gonna make this my edge double down play. I'm doubling down on this next value driver, Jimmy Johnson at $6,900. Go back, uh, listen to the uh, in-between media back road show on YouTube. I, I uh, what? How much does Jimmy Johnson cost? 6900 Nice. Uh, I will say that I basically gushed all over Jimmy Johnson uh, in this. And it's shocking. It's such a surprise. Listen, here's the thing. Okay. I understand you're, 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 you're talking to the, to the radio right now, Rod, he's in the 84 car. These legacy motorsports Chevys have been garbage all season long. He has not finished a race that he started this season. Jimmy, he has not done anything worthwhile since being in the 48 car. Shut up. I don't care. This is a heart play right now. And not just that, you could put Jimmy on the back of a snail. I'm guaranteed that he, around this track, he's going to ride that snail to a decent finish. And talk about this. If there is the metric start, expect Jimmy to be starting way in the back. You tell and me. He'll probably start dead last because he doesn't have any. He doesn't have anything for the metric, really. Exactly. So he'll probably end up starting in the dead last position. I don't care if it's $6,900. If he moves up 20 positions into the top 10, even to the top 16, 20, 20 positions puts you right at the edge of the top 15. That's a lot of differential points. And then, of course, to get there, he's going to have to put fast laps down. Is it going to be harder in the 84 car? Of course it's going to be harder in the 84 car. I'm not stupid, but I also know that Jimmy Johnson owns this stinking track. Like, it's 37 starts for this guy, 22 top 10 finishes, 16 top fives, oh yes, and eight wins. A guy that wins eight, eight times on this, and he's led 1,936 laps on this track in his career. So, again, 
I don't think he's going to come out and dominate this race. Don't get it twisted. Don't be like putting words in my mouth. Rod said Jimmy Johnson's going to come out and win this race and lap the field twice. No. But I do expect him to move up from a last place finish and at least turn in something inside of the top 20, if not a top 15 finish. And if you go back and listen to the betting show, I've even got him a little bit higher. So I expect a good day out of Jimmy Johnson. I really do, at least from a fan aspect. But at $6,900, I'll take a chance on him to really move up and, and give you a very solid DFS day. Yeah, and I think he is just high enough price that it, that not everybody's going to want to smash him in. It's going to be like, ah, he's in the legacy car, and we get it. But like you said, especially if he starts dead last, that's that's no floor. I mean, it's a very high floor because he's not really going to lose you any points. He's just going to be at zero, basically. So um, that's a good starting point. And then he's got that upside if there's some attrition. And if he avoids the wrecks, which he can, again, you got a veteran guy, been on this track a billion times won here a billion times, led a billion laps, um, and he's very good. Uh, and again, it, it's a different situation now. We get it, but he can still have a nice, solid day. Uh, and so I like me some some Jimmy Johnson this week as well. Me too. And and look, if Jimmy's got anything to do with this car and the setup of his car, I'm pretty sure he's probably going to be like, I do not want to be embarrassed again. This is not why I came back. If you put me in crap equipment and I go out and I wreck, we're not even get to finish a lap in this race. We're done. Like my my yeah, partnership, we're we're good. <laughs> we haven't actually had a chance to see him on just like a, a true oval yet either. Like it was the Daytona 500, which is a super speedway, and then it was a road course, and he got wrecked on like the second turn. And so you haven't really got a chance to see him out here on an oval. I mean, is he still the the seven time champ with 83 wins performing at that level? No, of course not. But he's a seven time champ with 83 wins, so he kind of knows what he's doing. Like. You're you're going to still get some of that. It's a different car. It's a, it's a different team. I get all of that, but it's, some of it is still going to be there. So I do like the play of Jimmy Johnson. That'd be like if you took Tom Brady and take him out of the sport for two years, bring him back again, and expect him to not be able to throw the football. It's like, right. come on, yeah. guys. He may he's still be playing get you some passing yeah. yards. He's still he's still going to get some completions. Is is he going to win another Super Bowl? Well, it's Tom Brady, so maybe he would, but <laughs> <laughs> but probably not. But you're, he's not just going to forget how to play quarterback, right? Yeah, Jimmy Johnson didn't just forget how to drive a stock car. And yeah, he's been retired, but he hasn't been sitting on the couch. Like he's in the best physical shape of his life. Probably he's been racing open wheel cars. He's been doing other stuff. So he's still been active, still been out there. He's not just been eating chips on the couch and he's coming off to race in this race. Like he's ready to go. Although if I were him, I probably would be doing that, eating chips on the couch. <laughs> I, I don't know that I'd be still racing. Uh, anyways. Yeah. Uh, all right. Get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our picks. See, that's the difference between Jimmy and I. Like, if I retired with as much money as he had, like, I, I, my <laughs> Xbox would probably never turn off. Yeah, I already sit on the couch and eat chips enough, so I can't imagine if I was rich and retired. <laughs> uh, heaven forbid. Uh, all right, get out your pen and paper. We're going to go over our DFS picks for the Coca-Cola 600. Cody started you off with one Chase Elliott at $9,700, driving that magical Hendrick car uh, around this track that they own. Uh, I've given you Martin Truex Jr. at $9,900 to pilot his uh, JGR car around this track several times and hopefully lead. Brett Keselowski was Cody's mid-tier driver at $8,000. Ryan Blaney, uh, Cody's former crush, is uh, is mine at $8,400. And then his new, but like that that meme with the guy looking at uh, 
at Corey LaJoy while Ryan Blaney looks on in horror. Uh, Corey LaJoy at $5,500. Somebody please make that. I, I want a meme of, of Corey LaJoy being looked at by Cody while Ryan Blaney looks pissed off. Uh, and then Jimmy Johnson for me at $6,900 to round out the card. Uh, let's see if anybody answers that plea. I want to see that would be great. <laughs> That'd be fantastic. So, all right. You want some parlays, Rod? I got, I got two parlays built here. Hit it. Um, so one, let's see, we'll start with this one. This covers, uh, the three big races on Sunday, three leg parlay. It does get you plus 1936 Ooh. chase Elliott, top 10 finish. Nice conservative play there. Uh, Santonio Ferrucci over Joseph Newgarden and Lando Norris top six. That's the one that, uh, that's, that's, uh, got, you know, it's a, it's pretty, pretty, I think it's plus 600. I gave that out on the F1 gambling podcast. Make sure you check that out. But, uh, if Lando can start the day off with that top six finish, these other two are looking very doable. And, uh, that, that 1936 will be tasting good. And then had to build one for all five races because hashtag DGENs only. Uh, I didn't go crazy on these. All very conservative plays. Get you to a nice 1527. Uh, $10 will pay you out 162 This uh, nice, nice little return. Give you a sweat throughout all the races. So start with the truck race Friday night. Uh, so you have to get this in quickly, obviously, because we're recording this on Friday. But the truck race tonight, Corey Heim, top five finish. Love that. Big on the Corey Heim train. Uh, moving to Saturday for the Xfinity Series. John Ernemacek, top five finish. Very, very doable. Should easily be the 1A or 1B car in that race with Ty Gibbs. Um, then Sunday morning at Monaco, Checo Perez, podium finish. Easy peasy. I like him to win that race as well. Getting on the podium should be fairly easy for Perez to achieve. Won that race last year. In four of the five races this season, he's finished in the top two. Uh, so that even gives that extra cushion of the podium finish. Then you go over to the Indy 500 on Sunday afternoon, late morning afternoon. Uh, Pato Award, top five finish. Really liking that one as well. And then Sunday night, we'll finish it off with Kevin Harvick, top 10. Mr. Reliable. You can pretty much just cash that one after the Indy 500 if it's still alive. Uh, and yeah, gets you up to, to plus 15, 27. You got it. Come on. There's five races, the biggest weekend in racing. You got to have a parlay on all five of these. These are over on Caesars, by the way. They allow you to, to not every book allows you to parlay all these things together, but Caesars does. So shout out to them. Uh, yeah. Get, get those parlays in. Let's uh, let's have us a weekend, Rod. That's, I love that parlay. That is so much juiciness and so much goodness in there and so much like plays that could work. I mean, obviously they all have legs and I would love for that to hit and, and be one of the biggest D-Gen plays of the day. That's uh yeah, that that could be my double down of the the week. There you go. Your edge boost double down of That's, the week. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> Beautiful. Uh all right. Well, Cody, God, the week is over, my friend. We we made, we made it. it. <laughs> we made it. We're here. Let's go racing now. That let's truck race do it. on. Let's uh let's go let's go make some money. I love it. All right, guys, we're gonna let you go and get your DFS lineup set. Hopefully you've already got your betting cards set. Add those DGen parlays to it as well. Uh, but we will be back to break it all down for you after the race. So maybe not Sunday, but maybe Monday, depending on what happens. We'll go live maybe. for this we'll one, see. though, and definitely talk through all of it. Uh, yes. We just got to figure out when the race actually happens. So yeah. <laughs> also, tight. Memorial Day weekend, too. Just wanted to, to say thank you. 
this this is the holiday where we uh, remember, celebrate the lives of, of those that have have paid the ultimate sacrifice. So uh, I know we're both have been in the military. You still are. Uh, we've both lost brothers and sisters, and uh, to all of them and their families, thank you from the deepest parts of our heart. Uh, you're the true heroes, and uh, you allow us to to go about our everyday life because of the sacrifice you made. So. Uh, so shout out to uh, to all of those that, that have gone before and uh, paid that price for us. I will, in fact, dedicate this episode to uh, the memory of my... Uh, I grew up with this guy. He was like my little brother, PFC Jesse Meisner, uh, KIA in uh, Iraq in 2004. Uh, ultimate sacrifice for this guy. He, he died uh, after getting shelled in, in his uh, bunk. And uh, unfortunately, he, he passed, but he did save... Uh, a young lady in his uh, unit in the process. So uh, always a, a you know heartening story to, to tell. I've I've been his by his graveside several times over. So um, as I mostly do most Memorial Days, that is uh, who is on my mind. Uh, so shout out to uh, to him and his family for uh, for the reason for this holiday. So um, yes, yes, very very close one to my heart as well. Yes, raise raise a beer. Have a drink uh, and celebrate those those lives. Remember why you are able to do it. Uh, all right. Absolutely. Cody, let's wrap it up. Let's go ahead and tell everybody where they can find you on social media uh, and we can get to race weekend. Yes. Follow me on Twitter at Husker underscore Zeeb. At this point, hopefully you've listened to all nine shows I've been on this week. Uh, yeah. Go back through the feed. They're all in the NASCAR feed for the most part. Uh, we've had our five shows this week. The F1 Gambling Podcast, the Indie Bonus Podcast. Uh, check out Dale Center over on the Garage Guys YouTube page. Uh, made an appearance on there for the F1. And then the uh, NASCAR betting preview show, the podcast version. I was on the Xfinity show over there with Mike Bachman. That was a great time. Had a lot of fun talking with him. So, uh, yeah, give it a listen. Give it a check out. And, uh, yeah, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Z. You can find everything over there. And uh, let's, let's go make some money this weekend. Thanks, thanks for hanging out with us all weekend. It was a long one, but it was a fun one. Had a lot of fun, and uh, I'm ready to ready to go make some money now. Yeah, you guys are the real MVPs, the ones that have stuck with us through all of our episodes, all of the places that we've been. Uh, yeah, you guys are the true MVPs. We appreciate, and we only do it because you keep letting us. So, uh, shout out to you guys. Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. Link in the bio. Everything I got going on, whether it is here, the back road. Check it out. In between media, Derek, me, Seth, Elliot. We break it all down for you as well. Uh, have a little fun talking about Monaco and Indy uh, as well. But, of course, it's just all Derek and Seth and Elliot. Man, those guys are amazing. So much fun to be on that show as well. And then, of course, be on the lookout for the link to my uh, article for Frequency's sake. <sighs> we'll see you guys after uh, an amazing Sunday uh, all weekend long of racing. We'll see you then. Till next time, let's go racing and let it ride. Peace.